Welcome back to the On Business Podcast. With tons of experience in different industries in Canada and the United States, Danielle and Brandon give you real talk, no-nonsense expert advice about running and owning successful companies. Here's your host, Danielle Jenkins and Brandon White. Danielle Jenkins, what's going on today? Happy Friday. Friday. We're recording Friday for listeners. We, Danielle and I generally record every Friday, although sometimes work gets in the way and we record mm-hmm. Saturday mornings, don't we? We do. Yes, work always gets in the way. <laughs> well, How I've always said I've always said if there's anything to do with sales, it trumps anything no matter what. I do agree with that also. So yeah. that's what happens. But it is Friday. It's been a good week. I had a relapse of caffeine last week when I was in Dallas and I was drinking diet cokes from McDonald's and it was not a good week here for me coming oh off of that. Oh my God, Brandon. <laughs> maybe, maybe not as good. Maybe, maybe, maybe my suffering is nowhere close to Yvette's suffering this week. But um, the, yeah, and, and it sort of goes together with today's topic of talking about dealing with anxiety as a business owner. Yeah, um, I can add directly to that right now. Um, I'm not sure if you're an emotional eater or an emotional drinker, um, and I'm not talking alcohol. I'm talking maybe like milkshakes or <laughs> Diet Coke in your example. Um, but there's times, and, and I can get into this after, but there are times where I've had a very stressful couple hours. Anxiety is so high. I am about to pull my hair out literally. And like I eat very healthy. I'm a physical active person. I work out. I care about my physical health, what goes in my body, all of those things. There's days where the anxiety is high and I will go and get a McChicken burger from McDonald's. That is my vice. And it's bad. And I don't like it, but that just calms me for that quick second. And it's not often, you know, it has to be a quite a bad day, but that that is a thing for me and it's not healthy. So I do try to do other things that are healthier uh, than going to, and getting a McChicken because we know how bad they are. Um, but it just calms me for that second. But then I like this topic because then we can share with people that don't always run to McDonald's to get a McChicken you can do things that are better. Um, and I will share those. So do you have anything like that, Brandon, where you eat or drink something when you're anxious? Well, I think that happens almost to everyone. Although during COVID, and I think we've talked to, or talked a little bit about it, but not whole thing is that I measure my weight with the Fitbit scale that syncs to the Fitbit app. I mainly do it because then you don't have to write all this down and it charts it and everything and it seems to sync well. I don't wear a Fitbit anymore, but the during COVID, literally when the shutdowns happened in the United States, you could see my weight went up. So clearly, even as crazy strict as I am with that stuff, you you can see that happen. I, I don't necessarily, I probably do reach for the food, but I can also go the opposite way and not eat. So I, I think for me, it's just simply you know, when things are, are fast paced, like right now we're getting file finder stood up. The security company is taking a new direction into B2B type training things. And so it's just, it's just all day long. We, we just launched on business here as a separate podcast out of the edge. I mean, there's just been 
a lot of work that needed to be done. So anxiety goes high. And for me, what I've learned is if I do not, if I go longer than 48 hours and do not work out, whether that's a real weightlifting session or ride my bike, it's just not a good Mm -hmm. situation for anyone. Last week, which just, I, I think you mentioned it, I was in Texas. I had 10 straight nights of incredible sleep scores. And then I went to Texas. It just didn't dawn on me that it was two hour difference. I got caught up going to bed at midnight, but we needed to get up at six. So now I'm only getting six hours of sleep. I get a Diet Coke because uh, we didn't have time for breakfast in the morning with my friend Jim. And then to get to to his office where we were working, and that just was a, this is like a death spiral. And then this week coming off of it, coming off of caffeine is just awful. And Yvette said to me the other day, she's like, F words flying out of your mouth all day long. You're on edge. You got a chip on your shoulder. What is wrong? And I was thinking to myself, what is wrong? And, and sure enough. And this week, which when I'm not on that heavy caffeine, I don't need a nap in the afternoon. Truthfully. I mean, as long as I'm hydrated, I'm fine. This week I literally was laying down I have a bison carpet that dampens the noise in here in the studio. And I, I, I took a nap like three days this week. So it's the, the unfortunate thing is, and I don't know about you, you mentioned chicken sandwich. Like when you eat the chicken sandwich, doesn't that, it sues you for a minute, but don't, then don't you have more anxiety over eating the calories that you just ate, which people will probably say is like body shaming or some bullshit, but um, it's just true, right? <laughs> It it is. And that was what I was going to get into with the unhealthy alternatives when you're dealing with anxiety. Because for me, you know, say I I walk out of a meeting or something, you know, I just got a phone call and there's a fire somewhere and, you know, I have to deal with it and I'm going, fuck, fuck, fuck. You know, so I go and I, it's like a drug, you know, you go and get this McChicken. And again, I take care of myself physically. If I drink coffee, you know, super late. I don't sleep well. If I don't sleep well, then I'm groggy the next day. I'm irritable. And then it's just a spiral and it just gets worse and worse and worse. So I go and get my McChicken. I eat it. It, Honestly, it doesn't even taste that good. I don't know why it's a comfort thing for me, but it is. Um, And I don't eat anything else from McDonald's. It's literally just the McChicken sandwich. And I eat it Maybe it's that like, oh, I'm doing something bad to take my mind. I don't know what it is. And then as soon as I eat it, I go, okay, when's my next workout session? When's my next Pilates session? When am I playing tennis next? When can I take the dogs for a walk? Because I'm automatically now thinking, fuck, that's great, Danielle. You have just, you know, stayed consistent and been healthy. And now that McChicken's going to cause you stomach issues later on. And you're going to probably break out from all of the grease that you're eating. And all of these things that may sound silly that also stress me out. You know, if I'm not feeling 100%, it throws me off. I am a person that needs to be 100% on my game all the time. And that is why I have such a strict system, um, process and schedule and things like that when it comes to my life, what I eat, how I sleep, what I drink, all of those things. Like even my water bottle has like a time thing on it. So I know when I have to drink so much water and I have that. So when I eat the stupid chicken, it makes me feel like complete garbage. Um, and that heightens the anxiety, right? Cause now you have even more external factors that create anxiety. Um, is it, 
a nice little break for maybe five minutes when I'm super stressed out and I'm enjoying that McChicken. Yes, but really it's not going to solve everything um, or anything for that matter. So I think sharing what we do in a healthy way that actually helps dealing with these things um, that doesn't create even more anxiety is a good thing for business owners because it's so easy to fall into a comfort thing. Um, And that comes with everything when it comes to entrepreneurship and business ownership, because if it was easy or if, sorry, if it were easy, everybody would do it. And it's easy for everybody to stay in a comforting situation. Um, there were times when I was first starting my business, um, I drank more. I mean, I'm not a a huge heavy drinker. I am a heavy drinker probably compared to you, but I drank a lot. Um, and it helped me sleep. Um, I wasn't doing it because I was an alcoholic or I needed to quote unquote escape reality, but it was, you know, you're, you're working 20 hours a day. And I think I've shared this on the podcast before where, um, you know, I would go to bed at midnight, I would wake up at 4am, go to the gym and then start my day and did that for a long time. But even though I'm exhausted, my brain was still, okay, what's next? What's the next project? What do I have to do here? And it is kind of a, a, an example of anxiety. Um, and so I would drink more. Not because I was lonely or anything. It would just make me go to sleep. And so then I was able to wake up after that four hours of sleep. And even though I felt rested, it totally wasn't healthy. Um, So sharing the bad, unhealthy things that we do to kind of ease anxiety is a good thing, I think, because it makes people aware. During that time, I didn't realize that it was so bad and so detrimental and so unhealthy for me to drink what I was actually drinking. And I didn't realize it was as bad as it was or that I was doing it as much as I actually was. Um, But then when I started feeling gross and needed extra, better, positive, more healthy ways to deal with the anxiety, then I realized, fuck, I don't not need to drink every night to go to sleep. I just need a healthy sleep pattern. I need to be able to work out to shut off my brain. And that's exactly what I do. I, you know, I try to do three or four Pilates classes a week. I take the dogs at least on a one or two, sorry, on one or two walks a day. And that just clears my mind. Yes, I still have to have my phone with me, but there's nothing I can do in that moment when I get a phone call and I have to say, okay, give me 20 minutes. I can deal with it then. And that gives me 20 minutes to just calm and it just clears my mind. Because if you're constantly dealing with these stressful situations time after time after time, Every situation gets worse and worse and worse. So you need that time to deal with one, kind of decompress and deal with the next. Um, So physical activity is my number one recommendation for anybody as a business owner, not only for physical performance and mental performance, but to deal with the anxiety that you're going to deal with because a lot of shit is out of your control. I agree. So I had pulled up some stuff while you were talking so we can offer everybody some actual protocols. Danielle and I are not doctors. You should consult your doctor before you take any advice. But we are sharing what we do. I agree with you. For me, it's exercise. The other, I actually take a supplement called L-thionine. I may not be spelling that. I'll put it in the show notes for listeners, but it's spelled L-T-H-E-A-N-I-N-E. And it is effectively a calming non-protein amino acid. Uh, Specifically, if you look it up, it says that it is 
amino acid that is found in tea. It promotes relaxation by reducing stress and anxiety levels. Although L-thionine is not a sedative and does not cause drowsiness, it may help improve sleep quality by promoting a more relaxed state. So I take two of these every morning and to be, if I'm being as objective as I can be, I will tell you it makes a difference between on and off. Now, I will acknowledge that it could be a placebo placebo effect. Mm-hmm. But I did I there are some scientific studies that have been done. The other thing that I want to offer listeners is this study that I actually pulled up I was reading earlier this week. I know that sounds geeky, but it's and I think listeners have heard this a million times, but you got to sometimes just keep hearing it to realize, I mean, even 15 minutes or a walk, a two-mile mm-hmm. walk qualifies as exercise. I'm not saying that you shouldn't lift weights or ride your bike or run because more vigorous exercise can definitely have more of an effect, at least for me, mm-hmm. and I think it does for you. However, just walking two miles in a day can totally change everything if you do it a few times a week. But this study was... It was a it was a paper. It was published in in a journal, and it was titled "The Benefits of Exercise for the Clinically Depressed," and it was done by Kraft and Perenna, who are both PhDs. And I think this was published in a journal of psychiatry somewhere. I've, it doesn't say on this specific copy that I have, but I do. the 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 long and short of it is, is they did a study where they treated people with for depression and, and, and anxiety because effectively anxiety will learn lead to depression and, mm-hmm. and business owners get depressed all the time. It's actually the number one, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's actually the number one group of people in depression are entrepreneurs and business owners. So the that that's just a fact, right? Mm-hmm. And what this study did is it took people on drugs put them on drugs. It took people, no drugs, exercise, only exercise on a, on a protocol a few times a week. And I think it was 20 minutes or more. I'll look it up here in a second. And then a combination of both. And basically what they found was that the exercise outperforms or equals or outperforms taking drugs. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to find, um, treatment, of clinical depression can be improved by the addition of cognitive behavior therapies and by exercise. Research has also shown that depressed patients are less fit and have diminished physical work capacity in order of 80 to 90% of predicted norms, which in turn may contribute to other physical health problems. So this is just a spiraling effect once you're mm-hmm. in this. Um, and I did, I was trying to look for the summary. I should have highlighted it earlier this week, but I had read through and it goes, to, uh, oh, here's one I, I do want to read from this. Research also suggests that the benefits of exercise involvement may be long lasting. Depressed adults who took part in a fitness program displayed significantly greater improvements in depression, anxiety, self-concept than those in the control group after 12 weeks of training. The exercise participants also maintained many of these gains through the 12-month follow-up period. So this is just walking and jogging and things like that. The bottom line is, is you're going to get, you're going to have anxiety. You're going to get depressed. 
one way or the other, entrepreneurs and business owners don't talk about it because they think it's a weakness, but everybody has it for the most part. I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there who are just way off the spectrum, but you've got to do something. Uh, in general, I just think it's physical exercise. And for any listeners or anybody out there who's saying, well, if you start worrying about your body and you, you and Danielle have an eating disorder because you're counting calories, I, I, I have to respectfully completely disagree. Being healthy is scientifically better for you. Mm-hmm. Um, having excess body fat outside of a norm is not good for you. It has negative effects everywhere. There's just, I've never heard in general some positive study that says being overweight is a good thing. And I think society has turned this, well, you can't say anything about that because you're counting calories or you're worried about that. Sure. There's an extreme where you get a, you're, you're, you have a disease and you have to be, or, or a mental illness and that happens. But there's nothing wrong with wanting to be in shape mm-hmm. and being healthy because the benefits of lower body fat, which are different for men and women, mm-hmm. are just factually true. And you will feel better. So I, and, I don't I mean, know what that, to say about that. That in itself causes me anxiety. And I know we're not like I know on this episode we're talking about like business um, and how it leads to anxiety. Sometimes, you know, there's situations where it's completely out of your control. You feel like you're in a downward spiral and everything's just going crazy. Um, But eating itself, like I went away this past weekend up to Muskoka, um, gorgeous place up there, and we ate very well. However, I probably ate double the calories than I normally would. And I ate more sweets than I normally would. So for example, here um, in the morning, I have a protein shake with my greens, my collagen peptides, and my um, pea protein, and then an extra protein boost. So I have that for my breakfast. Lunchtime, if I'm on the go, I probably have another protein shake or I end up having you know chicken or salmon with a salad and rice, whatever. And I keep it fun. I'm not one of those people that eat plain white rice and a plain old chicken breast. I do enjoy my food. And then dinner, I typically will have you know, a piece of steak, maybe some sushi. Um, you know, I eat well, I don't kind of deprive myself, but I eat small portions and I eat when I'm hungry. However, when you're up on vacation, you know, there's all these beautiful restaurants and you want to take advantage of it. So in the mornings I was eating two eggs Benedict. So, you know, a whole English muffin, um, with female bacon, smoked salmon, cheese, hollandaise sauce, two poached eggs with a ton of fruit and a whole portion of home fries. Some people would consider that eh, healthy enough. I mean, it's not like I was eating, you know, deep fried whatever. However, it was a lot of food. I never start my morning with that. And so all day I felt sluggish. If I would have had to continue to work or be on my peak performance in a meeting or something, I wouldn't have been able to because I felt even more drained. And people will say, oh, food is fuel. It's not. When I eat that much, I feel so drained. I feel like I want to sleep. Um, my, my mental capacity is not there. And then, you know, then you have your a la carte lunches. So then we're eating, um, crepes filled with 
sausage and gouda and, you know, all this stuff. And then dinner time is a five course flipping meal, which again, it's like a first world problem because, you know, we're very lucky we can eat a five course meal with lovely wine and stuff. But by the time nine o'clock comes around at night, I look like I'm 10 months pregnant or nine months pregnant and I'm exhausted. I didn't even want to go for a walk. And that's the problem. I walk every night um, with the dogs. I enjoy it. It's my time. It's so nice. I didn't even want to go for a walk around the resort because I felt like a huge cow. Honestly, I did. And it was just down to the sheer fact that I ate so much. Um, and I, and I gained probably three pounds over the weekend because of it. And so putting that aside, you know, that adds a lot onto your mental weight or onto your mental issues because then you feel like garbage. Then you don't want to go for a walk. Then you feel bad about your body. Then your mental state isn't positive and it's just a downward spiral. Um, but putting that, that back into business, it's, it's hard. I get it. I've been there where, you know, you don't take care of what you eat. Same with you. I mean, you've been in business 20 plus years and you lived on Diet Coke last week. Um, and there are times that we have to do that when, you know, you're on the road, you're running around, you're doing a gazillion things, but you do need to be mindful of it because it's easy to fall into that and fall into feeling gross and then not working out. Like I haven't done Pilates all week this week because it's just been hectic catching up from being away for the weekend. Um, and I, and I'm feeling it. Like I feel exhausted and I can't wait for Monday to come around and get back into doing my Pilates classes. Um, so it really does everything kind of ties in together. Um, but one thing I do want to add about anxiety, um, if you're not a physically active person, I know you should be. Um, I highly recommend it. That's my number one tip. But another one for me is journaling. Um, when I tried to get out of drinking alcohol before going to bed to sleep, I found that my brain was still racing. I could not escape the, oh my God, okay, this, 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 I got to do this or what's going to happen here and thinking about the what ifs and what I have to do and things like that. Um, so I started journaling. I kept a notebook beside my bed and half the time I'd read it in the next day and it wouldn't even make sense, but I would just write whatever's on my mind, whatever I thought I had to do for this project, what thought I had to, or wanted to do for another company, whatever is on my mind, I just wrote it and that shut down my mind because it was off my mind and then I was good to go. So that's a big tip. Um, not only for going to sleep, but just in general, I always, always have my notebook with me. I go through probably one or two a month and half the time it's just stupid stuff that I'm just writing that doesn't even make sense that I really shouldn't even need to remember because it, they're not applicable um, to anything, but it helps. It really does keep my mind clear. And then if it's not my journal, it's my notes app on my phone. So those are some tips there to help with it. Um, especially when you are a business owner, because there's just so many things that you can't control and that you're going to think about because that's who we are. We're entrepreneurs and we're business owners. So I just want to say a few things as we wrap up the episode one, I think it's important in case we, I, I, as I'm listening to you, I'm like, oh my God, we're going to get clipped in social media. It's going to sound like we have body dysmorphic problems. But I think you'll, if you listen to this, what you really hear Danielle and I saying is it's not necessarily about what we look like. It's how we feel and, and being healthy, which is, has a definition of 
essentially lower body fat or healthy body fat, I should say, within your norm of age and gender, then that will make you feel better. Mm -hmm. That's just science. Number two, Danielle offered journaling, which uh, not not just journaling, but just taking notes because all these little things add up to anxiety. And I will put, I use GoodNotes, which is an app, and I use it on the iPad. I'm taking notes as we're talking today. It syncs to all my devices, put everything in one spot so I don't have stickies all over, which creates other anxiety, which can add up. Uh, then I offer, I offered, and I'm not saying that supplements are it, but this L-thionine for me has has worked well. And but beyond anything, is exercise and some form of it, whether mm-hmm. that's riding your bike for two to four hours or even 25 minutes, or walking on a mile or two walk every day and getting outside, and it will reduce your anxiety. It is really important because these things compound when they get out of control, and now you're just in this crazy spot. And the truth is, drinking all that Diet Coke, while it allowed me to survive last week, affected me this week. So when you average the two together, I'm actually below Mm -hmm. what my normal operating level is. So these things do affect you. And it's not, not to say that people can't power through it, or and it's not that discipline is is easy. But the effects of doing these things to lower your anxiety are going to allow you to accelerate and achieve your peak performance in your business and in Mm -hmm. your personal life. So uh, I will summarize all that in the show notes for us, Danielle. And uh, if anybody has anything, you can write us, email Mm -hmm. us, and uh, let us know what you think of if you have something else that you do that we could offer other business owners out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, And you hit the nail on the head with the physical exercise. Even for me, the days I'm not at my best or my my most physical performance, um, or I just have so many things going on that I'm literally exhausted, I still get out for literally just at least a 20-minute walk. It clears my head for 20 minutes. My dogs get exercise and I get it. And there's so many benefits to just even walking. Um, so you don't have to be in the the most physical shape. And that's not what we're talking about here. Um, but just getting out and walking, there's so many benefits uh, to just being outside and walking, listening to music or a podcast. So you can listen to us while you're walking. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from everybody. So enjoy your weekend. Yeah, have a good weekend, Danielle, and rest of your week. You too. Bye, everyone. Bye.